0: a chunky. This is Kevin. Uh, Jared, King of the Slams, is on the Lardboard Oaks Ghost Tour tonight. Uh, sadly for him, it's before 10 p.m. He kind of messed up the scheduling. Um, but I am here with James, who does not live in a hotel, um, and our special, special guest, the general manager and beverage director at Greensboro, North Carolina's Machete, um, Kevin Ash. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. My pleasure. Um, So I think this has come up on the show a little bit. Um, My wife and I are huge foodies um, who actually try to visit as many James Beard uh, nominees as we can. Um, And it's been a lot less as we have young children and something happened the last couple of years. We didn't go to a lot of restaurants. Um, What,
1: What happened the last couple of years? covid uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, COVID and um, the release
2: of I Think You Should Leave, you know, yeah, two big, yeah. big world-changing events.
0: Yeah, but we're we're going to get, some of you guys might be confused why, why Kevin's here, but we're going to explain it shortly. But I do want to give a little backdrop on Machete the restaurant. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin, but uh, it's like a sort of galactic-themed restaurant uh, known for its Mars cocktail uh, and an animatronic head, like, sort of, like, lightly roasts the patrons. Is that accurate?
1: I think the only thing that you missed is that um, we don't have any utensils in the restaurant, and everyone eats <laughs> everything out of their sleeves.
0: <laughs> um, well, that sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> but but really, the reason Kevin is here, uh, Kevin uh, runs in... in um sort of does the beverage work uh at this restaurant which is incredibly critically acclaimed yet um their drink menu is uh ridiculously named all right so i'm gonna read um actually i won't read all of them but all the drink titles are um i think you should leave themed which is pretty amazing. So I just want to jump right in. And and Kevin, explain like when you made this decision, did you think to yourself that maybe you were like a little crazy? Did you get some pushback? Explain uh, how this all went down.
1: Um, no, I, I'm really fortunate. Machete is a very creative driven environment. Um, and so there is just one, one owner of the restaurant. So there's not a lot of that red tape that you kind of encounter when publishing a new menu or doing anything of the sort. So he does really let, uh, myself and my bar team really kind of curate the experience as far as beverages and really let chef do what he wants to, uh, both the, the whole backhouse house staff be able to collaborate and create really cool things. So to answer that question in short, no, not, not really any pushback on it. The owner had not even seen the show at the time. So it was really fun uh he was very blind to it and all the references until he started watching it was kind of hilarious to watch him you know just fall in love with it and, and love the jokes is but uh this guy that i'd hired like months ago him and i were just we loved the show and we would just constantly make jokes about it all the time and uh because i finally had someone i was working with so closely and collaborating with uh and it was just constantly in my life i was like we should I should name all the drinks after this show. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess that's, that's truly where, where this all kind of originated from.
0: And, and I always feel like, like when I was reading this menu, I feel like for someone like yourself, you're really into drink making and and cocktails and alcohol. I can tell from what little I've seen of like your Instagram account. My feeling is that when I read the drink menu, I'm like, I know, the titles are connected to the ingredients somehow, but i like i't I'm not qualified enough to like know how so I, I want to go through um some of the drinks um, so yeah, you have the ad, adult out. yeah adults only ghost tour all right um so tell me what connection went inside mm-hmm. your head for that so you
1: got uh you got haku vodka, which is a Japanese vodka, and the word haku means pure white uh traditionally. Um, and then the sake there, uh, I can't remember the full name of it the Dewari Gaza, yeah, uh, Daginjo. Um, that's going to be a cherry blossom, uh, style of sake, so it's got this really beautiful floral note to it. So, together, you have pure white and cherry blossoms that traditionally uh symbolize life, death, afterlife, spirits. So, you have, cool. have pure white ghosts at the end of the day, <laughs> um, for, for the little ghost tour.
0: All right, I wondered if I should ask this question, but now I'm excited for the rest of them. Uh, we have uh, It Goes Both Ways. By the way, I just watched that, and I, that's good. Now so I, subtly good.
2: I yeah. want to just ask a question quickly about the Adults Only Ghost Tour. Can you order that before 10 PM, or is that like <laughs> an after 10 PM only drink?
1: Fortunately, we, uh, we're we not in a late night spot, so I do have to allow it from the hours that we are open.
2: Not not fair. Before. That's fair.
1: OK. Um, But yeah, it it goes both ways. I I love that skit. It's like the greatest opening skit, like first season, Uh. episode one. It's what just hooked me from the start. Uh, But in short, it's two spirits that you don't normally find together, which is Mezcal and Cognac. Mm. Mezcal being known for an aggressive, my wife would say like licking a barbecue, horrendous. (laughs) And uh, Cognac being known to be so smooth and, and subtle and a beautiful expression of a spirit. So you have two spirits that are very contrasting and truly it drinks aggressive and smoky but also being very velvety and smooth so it kind of goes both ways
0: amazing also just a side note if you had a great interview with a bartender and he did that to the door at machete would you hire him still
1: (laughs) i I mean even if it's a bad interview and he just committed to the bit that hard i'd I'd be like i'll find a spot for you you know totally agree (laughs) james how do you feel about that
2: yeah, I mean, I think I think that sounds like that kind of person would fit right in at Machete. So <laughs> you gotta go for it. By the
0: way, we might need like an intern. So all right, um, uh, we have. I think I know where this one's going. But we have a
1: complete party house. Oh yeah, um, a true party house of ingredients: uh, tequila, multiple amaros, uh, yellow chartreuse, a grapefruit, and carrot. Just all this weird stuff, and of course, it comes out of that beautiful Garfield orange. I uh, <laughs> I just i couldn't resist
0: I actually make a hot sauce, which is heavily carrot and it's really, really good.
1: ooh, I love hot yeah. sauce,
0: yeah, um it's yeah we'll we'll talk off air about uh it's it's pretty commercially available <laughs> when it's not made by <laughs> me um,
1: yeah, I love to send, send some uh, samples
0: t- I would love to um we have uh Dan flashes,
1: oh yeah, uh. I mean curry in a curry in a drink lots of turmeric bright yellow uh definitely like the flashiest looking cocktail out there <laughs> um, I do do either of you run run that uh I think you should leave Twitter page
2: Uh I do yeah I think you should leave memes yeah yeah, yeah.
1: When when that first came out, that was one of my favorite comments that I saw on that menu. is someone commented, it was like sixteen dollars to the damn flashes. Must not be that complicated. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it would be a good gag to just have it be listed as like two thousand dollars or something. So good, so
1: good.
0: <laughs> I actually think now might be like a good time to interject that. And if James, tell me if I wasn't reading your uh, text correctly this week, but. Uh I we believe I believe that James was followed this week by Padma Lakshmi.
2: Yes, that's that's true. The apparently she's a big fan of I think you should leave and she followed the my Twitter uh account, uh I T Y S L memes um recently. So yeah. So I think I, we
0: need to we need to have, like, a James Beard nominee on every week until she comes on.
2: Right, yeah. We'll <laughs> turn it into, like, a food and drink podcast um, until she, she finally recognizes us. It's a good time to pivot. <laughs> yeah. I think
0: even the fact that, like, um, she followed your account, I think my wife was just, like, totally fell, like, 10% more in love with me. <laughs> um, so, was kind of it's kind of amazing. Um,
1: <laughs> Further yeah. validates everything going on. I know this whole like
0: starting in. I think you should leave podcast. It all makes sense now. (laughs) Um, We have up, but not out.
1: Yeah. uh, Classic daiquiri, uh, just sweet potato, fall daiquiri. But as with most daiquiris that should not be, I don't know. A lot of daiquiris people think are frozen in a giant hurricane glass. The traditional daiquiris serve in a little, little coop served up. And it's definitely not outside of the glass. It is uh, contained within.
2: <laughs> um, I was actually curious about that one. So the sweet potato, like, how is that incorporated in? Is that like, like a, like, uh, I don't know, like a uh, infusion thing, or is it like actually? I just juice
1: it fresh, honestly.
2: Oh wow! Uh,
1: I just peel the potatoes, take all the the outside off, uh, cut them up, you put them in a blender, uh, add a little bit of water. The, the biggest thing when you juice any sort of like starchy quality of a potato, anything like that, you want to let it settle a ton. Mm-hmm. So you leave it to sit out for a good hour or two and all those starches will settle at the bottom and it'll be a different color at all. It'll be white and sweet potato. And so then you pour off and kind of skim off the top and you're left with a, a sustainable sweet potato juice that can hold for eh, four to five days with a little bit of citric acid in it.
2: Wow. And is that like, is that's, is that pretty sweet? Is that like essentially subbing for like, sugar in a daiquiri or or no are you I, adding more I, did also?
1: Put, I did put an allspice sweetener in there just a, a simple uh, a, a simple simple syrup yeah. <laughs> um with, with allspice in it uh the sweet potato juice just does kind of give it this earthy element and together that cocktail tastes like a sweet potato pie where you have nice buttery mm-hmm. silver rum with that allspice is kind of a little bit of a, a baking spice element to it and then citrus from the uh touch of lemon juice and then a little bit of earthiness and sweet potato qualities, honestly, too.
2: And that sounds, uh, sounds amazing. It sounds like, um, <laughs> it sounds like I would pay a lot of bones or worms.
1: Uh, <laughs> um, so this... and... Oh God. I was going to say we, we, we do accept all that in, in American express. So whatever you Perfect. want. That's good.
0: <laughs> and this is, this is why I'm not, uh, in your position because I would not be able to, not call this drink the mud pie Um, but you have a drink (laughs) called paper doesn't make you sick
1: (laughs) yeah that's just kind of a play on uh i can't tell you how many times people have asked me about like is it okay to drink a drink with egg white in it or anything so uh, this is a a variation on what's called a flip which traditionally uses an entire egg uh so you just crack that whole thing you shake it into the cocktail it provides almost like a an eggnog kind of a silkiness and a texture and flavor to it uh so obviously paper to, eating paper doesn't make you sick and drinking a whole egg also does not make you sick
0: <laughs> love it um i yeah this phrase it's a two word phrase that i just can't like not laugh at but uh brian's hat <laughs>
1: uh this one i i gotta give credit where credit is due uh this one actually came from the owner uh Ooh. I, mm-hmm. I wasn't quite sure what i wanted to call this one and and he hit me with brian's hat and i didn't <laughs> understand at first because he had finally started watching the show um and he must have just watched that that sketch and I wasn't seeing how it was working and I even pushed back with him and I was like, you know, all these drinks have a, a further meaning. You know, I, I don't understand how that applies. And he's like, it totally applies. Like who the fuck would wear, you know, or drink a peanut butter and jelly who's wearing a fedora with with safari flaps on the side. Who's making a drink out of peanut butter and jelly. That, that's, that's stupid. That's crazy.
0: You guys have to disclose that there's um, wheel grease in it.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Um, i I
1: shouldn't have put a price on it because i mean no one can ask because it's illegal it's true
2: that's right it sounds like it might be a distraction dollar sign
1: emoji (laughs) it's uh instead of being served on ice it's just served on a couple of dice i had in my pocket
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man oh that's all right that's kind of brilliant um we got viral video
1: uh viral video actually kind of came from uh my wife a little bit uh she originally when she tasted the cocktail said it reminded her of like circus peanuts um mm-hmm. and then I instantly thought of bozo and <laughs> <laughs> i i couldn't resist just calling it viral video at that point.
0: love it uh we have a familiar face
1: uh familiar face was fun it uh kind of two classic cocktails that it's a spin-off of you have a whiskey sour and a gold rush which to me is very similar cocktails a gold rush is a whiskey sour just with honey as a sweetener so this is using honey and clove as the sweetener uh but a familiar face truly out of uh, two cocktails i've seen many times before
0: the uh the first drink concept when I thought of the show that came to my mind was uh from from the Howie sketch. So you have uh it's the cigars
1: you smoke. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I I listened back uh a couple of weeks and I saw I, I heard you guys talking about machete on the last week's episode and that was like the first thing you saw where they're like, Oh, it's the cigars you smoke and it's a it's a Scotch drink. I mean, you figured yeah. it out. There's no trickery there. <laughs> Nailed it
0: uh we, we have new joe which i'm hoping might have some baby ducks in it
2: <laughs> stew tomatoes right
0: new,
1: new joe is just your weird twist on you know the espresso martini is in right now right everyone loves yeah. an espresso martini so i uh i put parmesan and coffee together which is a very strange combo and that's your, that's your new Joe for me. That's, that's the new espresso martini. It's nowhere near an espresso martini at all, but I, I love it. Coffee and Parmesan is fun.
2: I'm, I was curious how the Parmesan is involved in this. How, is it like shaved on top or, or what?
1: Um, we actually made a foam. Oh. Uh, so we, we took an ISI charger and uh, we take a, a pot of hot coffee, combine it with Parmesan. And then, uh, one of my other bartenders there, uh, MJ, she, she brought me this, a vegan binder, which is funny to use this vegan binder in Parmesan. It's kind of, <laughs> you know, no yeah. context, uh, but it's really good. It's different than xanthan gum. It's different than egg white. It doesn't make it too thick. It doesn't, it's still nice and airy. Uh, so that, that all just kind of came together and that's wow. foam's in on top.
0: Yeah. Super interesting. i
2: i'm imagining that the saltiness of the parmesan probably like really plays well with the coffee too like doesn't doesn't like salt kind of like bring out or t- tone down like bitterness kind exactly
1: of, yeah exactly
0: we always have these hang-ups on food where you're like who would put you know cheese in a drink and then you're like well we put whipped cream in a drink you know what i mean like yep. they're very closely related people always do that mentally and then you think of some of the weird things uh we combine.
1: So if we double, if we double back to the uh, the Brian's hat, that I mean, peanut butter and jelly. It, it sounds crazy and different, but what's cool about that one is it's a, a clarified milk punch. So to get into like the sciency element of it, you have citrus and milk. They curdle together, but what happens when when that goes on is <clears throat> things that would come out uh, cloudy or color absorb into those milk curds during the curdling process and when you strain that out you get a completely clear liquid so mm. I served the Brian's hat on a giant uh, clear ice cube and it looks like you know off pink uh, water in there and when you taste it you're like oh that tastes like a peanut butter and jelly that's soggy <laughs> that sounds wow.
0: amazing
1: right, I gotta get down there Yeah.
0: if I start driving <laughs> now am I making for lunch tomorrow <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, you, you just send me an email and I'll, I'll make sure I got you a spot
0: I love that. Um, I really have to make that happen. Um, we have a rule here.
1: Yeah, the we, <laughs> we have a rule here. It is like drinking, a drinking a dessert in a glass. So, um, one that, that I don't really like to put at the forefront of the meal because the flavors are just sweet and intense. I've had a lot of people tell me it tastes like or well, there's original. Um, I was going for a kind of a pecan pie feel with that one. Um, and so, the, hence, the, we have a rule here. Like, truly, you should not drink that before uh, you start your your uh, culinary adventure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I, I'm assuming this next drink uh, probably makes you, like, unable to pee correctly. Uh, we have the calico cut pants.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't sell many of those because I'm actually always sold out. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well done um no yeah yeah calico pants was was fantastic it's it's kind of a lower proof cocktail uh but at the same time i mean you have too many of those that you're, you're gonna be your pants one way or the other like, <laughs> uh even
0: rappers order those
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> um then we have a drink I, I just i think you should leave
1: yeah i Looking back, I, I almost I did want to name it something different. Uh, I really enjoy the sketch where Tim Robinson doesn't know how to drive, and um, that's a that, that's a drink with three different kinds of amaro. So it's cool. You might know apérol, you might yeah, uh, you might you might know Montenegro, you might know Fernet, uh, but to a lot of people, they don't know what that is. So I really just wanted to call that. I don't know what any of this shit is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So we have a, um, we have like a friend of the show, Vinod, that Jared, who's not here tonight, always sorts a, sort of like pokes fun at. Um, weirdly, I think he's into all, all of these sort of drinks right now uh, and making like cocktails with Aperol uh, and Fournette. Um So weirdly, I think he would love this drink. So yeah. I'm actually not going to say anything bad about Vinod right now because Jared's <laughs> not here. Uh, I'm just going to encourage him to get down to, Greensboro, uh, and he's, he's very well-traveled, so it might happen. Um, it. We also have a drink called Audrey's Little Helper.
1: Yeah. Um, so that Audrey's Little Helper continually lives on our menu. Uh, it is an ode to the owner's mom, uh, who uh, tragically passed like right before the restaurant was able to open, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and she always loved a good gin martini. So at its core, that is a gin martini with a touch of basil in it. I mean, if she was having a drink, she wanted it to be nice and strong. So uh, it always it always has space on our menu. It's a classic.
2: Nice. The a all right. Classic. All, right. all right, I'm so we ran through all the I think you should leave them. themed drinks. So I'm wondering, like, are there people who come in and like recognize it and like react or say anything or like send a message back to like or or anything what kind of reactions have you had (laughs) absolutely
1: um i mean i left work you know about an hour ago and there was a gentleman that came in tonight and i can't remember he, he said his dinner plans or something had canceled so he was just by himself came up to the bar and he was like i was just looking on eater or whatever and looking at menus and i saw scars the, the, the cigars you smoke and then i slowly realized it was my tire i think you should leave the menu and he's like I, I just got in the car and drove instantly <laughs> i would say it's like maybe 10 15 percent of people like really get it and, and wow love it. and it's it's a good chunk honestly um and it's been it's been fun and it's honestly even more fun when people don't get it
0: because <laughs> <laughs> they're just ordering stuff and you, every time inside your head you're laughing
1: yeah
0: yeah that's yeah great. um i have some experiences in my own life where like to myself um like i just i have some issues at at my work where people will come up and ask me a question and i just do the like jamie taco where i'm like yes <laughs> it <laughs> cracks me up every time like funny for me um a big thing i notice there's definitely a, a strong separation between the drink menu in the food menu. Uh, is it ever tempting, you know, like during a lunch service to throw on like a hot dip or something <laughs> on the lunch menu or poppers? I mean, there's a lot of food items from the show.
1: I, so, I mean, truly full disclaimer, uh, we have very limited hours. I mean, Tuesday through Saturday, dinner service only. It, it's so funny when it when the menu first got picked up by uh, the, I think you should leave me Twitter page, chef was ecstatic he was thrilled. <laughs> and it, he was he was sitting there like oh my gosh on the off chance you know someone from the show were to actually come in like we would do something up you know it coincidentally we just happened to have a flat iron on this menu um which was <laughs> just hilarious planning. but he, he was like he's like i will make a sloppy steak for Tim <laughs> yeah
0: or just i would like bring one out to him without him asking like <laughs> yeah, um,
2: sir. Your steak and your glass of water for
0: you. <laughs> and also a cher- cherry chuck steak with so much cherry and so much chuck.
1: Well, was so funny. I mean, he he really was like thinking about it. He's like, he's like I will serve him a flat iron in like a, a tomato water gastrique, or like, you know, he was, was going to elevate it to some to some extent. It was, I mean, and do it do what he does. It's just so oh. funny. that that actually sounds kind of good
0: um i do have some some very small recommendations for the restaurant and i've worked in several michelin star restaurants and by worked i mean i've attended once for a meal um i think on the bottom of the receipt you need to put like parties of six or more you gotta give (laughs) just like a little tipping policy um yeah, I guess we, we can't have a can't-skip-lunch menu because you guys only do dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, on the bar menu, I'd put, uh, for the designated drivers, uh, a bottle of water. is called the Principal S <laughs>
1: <laughs> from the
0: um, TC Target sketch. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, these are some things I would not do. Only two things, even though it's going to be very tempting for you to do now that I've mentioned them. Um, don't make a dessert trio called cake batter in my pants, brown pie in my undies, brown pudding in my shoe, I can't even say that one (laughs) (laughs) I watched that sketch today, that shit always cracks me up Um, and no drinks called um, a big gulp of vomit from the Davian Rascal show (laughs) so that's my only recommendations, otherwise you guys seem to be doing everything right James, do you have any, any thoughts, any, like, big recommendations from someone <laughs> who, t- who knows nothing about restaurants and someone who knows a lot about restaurants?
2: Well, I mean, one one thing I would just say is, like, I mean, I I don't see any gazpacho on the menu right now. But just make sure that it's not served at room temperature because that can really burn people's mouths if it's served that way. So. It's sort it's of it might piping hot. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. And Kevin,
0: what like what are your favorite sketches from the show?
1: <laughs> I always go back to that that damn hot dog car. It's mm. so so funny. <laughs> I, I saw I saw a ton of people doing that for their Halloween costumes too. Like so so yeah. good. I'm I'm sorry if you hear squeaking in the background. My dog's just she always goes crazy when I'm on calls. Oh, no.
2: My six year old has family. walked
0: through the room like twelve times since we started recording.
1: Probably
2: smells so. my dog. yeah
1: (laughs) these cameras these days are crazy (laughs) no i've i've always i've always loved that damn hot dog car sketch um you know i'll give you my hot take i i don't align with baby of the year that much
0: Mm, as i have to admit i was probably one of the first people to champion it and as it goes on like i watched it tonight it's it's not aging as good as some of the other. Wow, it, it, for
1: me. it's fine. It, it's just like, oh, okay. I, I honestly think in in season two where they do the Little Buff Boys, it's funnier than Baby of the Year.
0: Wow, I don't think that's crazy. I think some people would really argue with you. I I actually really like mm-hmm. Little Buff Boys.
1: Little Buff I, Boys um, is funny. There's more quotable lines from it. Yeah, like, like we goose we goosed them, you know. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I think yeah, I
2: think Little <laughs> Buff Boys is one that that like. The more you watch it and think about it, the funnier it gets and baby of the year kind of like maybe it's because it's, it's you know, older, but I feel like it doesn't have as much like uh, revealed the more you watch it. It kind of like puts all its cards on the table the first watch, you know?
1: Yeah, it does. I- the In, in- Memoriam is the funniest and it still gets you a little bit
2: i actually yeah. noticed something from the sketch today i'd never
0: noticed where uh when sam finishes singing the theme song he gives himself like a very like congratulatory fist <laughs> bump i think and i'd never <laughs> noticed it before um yeah that guy, that guy to me is like i think i don't even think you need like i i've heard the show has very tight scripts i think with sam it's just like go do whatever the hell you want like, yeah I, I bet yeah the guy's so funny um <laughs> and people are sort of wondering like this could be a good alibi for you. Um, where were you when the blue dolphin burned down? <laughs> <'Cause> Rob <Robert> Rivani's <laughs> ass out right now lives with his brother. Um, <laughs> that's all I got um <laughs> It's a lot of food and restaurant related stuff on the show.
1: It really it is.
0: is. I was going through, I was like, Man, I can't even squeeze all of this in.
2: Yeah, I mean, we didn't even get to like whether there are people who will come in and just say, Gimme that and and eat someone else's food.
1: Yeah, you went. You went there. I was thinking uh, choking in the restaurant and the the jalapeno poppers. And the- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or
0: uh, what's an alien got to do to get a drink around here? I thought that was really perfect oh. for. Yeah,
1: That's, this is so underrated. I forget about that one all the time.
0: I like that one. That, that like, one's like, really good. Like Jared. So we have Jared on a lot. You know, Jared, co-founder of the show, who's not here tonight. Um, he uh he drinks a very unique and interesting drink and i think he wants you to name it but just decline because it's beneath you um he said what's the name for a tito's and soda (laughs) so i don't know what
1: tito's and vodka that's my favorite
0: that's okay oh my god jared should have been here shout Um,
1: shout out uh movers and shakers (laughs) yeah
0: he has like five gallons of tito's every show (laughs) 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 um do you um I know a lot of times it's people who live in both worlds. Are you also a beer drinker? But totally. Do you totally. have a favorite North Carolina breweries?
1: I actually do. Um, they're very small, like boutique brewery. Uh, they're, oh gosh, I suck at geography here. I only moved here like less than two years ago. Um, originally from the kind of the Northwest area. I grew up in Idaho my whole life. Okay. Um, But there's this little place, I think it's about uh, slightly southeast of Burlington. Not that, you know, we're looking at a map and you guys know where that is. (laughs) Just try to throw it out there for people listening. Um, But they're called uh, Ha River Farmhouse Ales. Hmm. And they do some really unique stuff. Love it. I've got a pickle beer from them on on draft right now. uh, That, I mean... It's not like offensively pickle. It's not like weird fake pickle juice, but you get a nice note of like fresh cucumber and that uh, lactose kind of sour up front and it finishes with this weird briny saltiness. You get all elements of a pickle in kind of waves rather than just being straight pickle juice off the top. Sounds amazing.
0: I'm actually a big sour drinker and like more of the slightly sour, you know. um, I mean, I like all of them, but um, yeah, I love drinking sour beers that are like very unique and anyway that sounds amazing um what's
1: kind of what's crazy in the past year is uh i actually have been i've gotten an alcohol allergy oh um, which has been very interesting for me to tackle um it's not not severe obviously you've seen me having a drink tonight but uh basically binge drinking or or having basically over like four drinks over a four-hour period kind of sends me into a weird, mild uh, anaphylactic shock where it gets harder to breathe. I, I break out, I'll have hives, anything like that. Uh, so I had to go to an allergen specialist earlier this year and I'm now a, a proud, uh, I guess, EpiPen recipient. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's it's been different. It's just kind of strange and something that's developed recently.
0: Wow. it's wow. really interesting. Although it seems like it's... Um like with those limits you can still kind of like yeah it's good for your profession that it's not like a total absolute allergy right that would be I a mean, challenge
1: it's, it's great yeah uh, it's uh it's basically my body uh telling me that I, I can't like do too much damage to myself
0: yeah yeah it's it seems like pretty like uh reasonable limits we'll say. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, James, I've got so many of my questions uh, asked. um, Yeah, I
2: mean, I guess, well, I was, uh, I guess, partly just going to ask some sort of questions about, like, the, uh, you know, the restaurant process and stuff. Mm. Like, I mean, well, one thing is, I don't know how long you've had this particular drink menu up. And, like, do you rotate them seasonally? How much time do people still have to be able to get in there and get some of these drinks? Like. Mm.
1: Yeah, so uh, this is currently fall menu. Um, fall menu drop, I believe, September 21st, just late September. Uh, fall menu is generally one of our longer menus because uh, just the way our calendar falls, we uh, give everyone a week off in, in uh, December and July. So with uh, the way that calendars, we come back from break. We have New Year's. We just have a, so much going on. We won't change the menu until probably two or three weeks after New Year's at this point.
2: All right, so we got time to get to get in there and try all of these. Now, yeah. then the other question is like, once the menu rotates, like if somebody walked in and asked for a viral video, like would they be able to get one, or is it gonna be like you know not not stocked for it?
1: No, so so much of that is just very custom made. I mean, taking the viral video for instance, like that is house made peanut whiskey. It's not Screwball. Sorry, sorry for if Screwball listens to this, <laughs> okay. out, calling out directly. Shots fired. Um, but no, I mean, truly that's, that's house bourbon that's ground up with peanuts and pulled back out of it. So I'm not going to be doing uh, that, uh, after the new menu, I'm not going to be re- producing Cheerwine, a, a North Carolina local soda or, or whatever. Uh, it's just some, there's some things that I can do and carry over. Um, the, I think you should leave is a good cocktail. I generally have all the ingredients for that, depending if I'm juicing fresh grapefruit or not. Uh, but I would say, I think every other drink on the menu is it's, it's gone.
2: Wow. Oh, wow. Man, that just means, uh, puts even more pressure on us to make it there <laughs> around the holidays or something. We'll see. Um, yeah. Do
0: you know how long that fall menu will go to Roughly.
1: It, it's it'll it'll go through after new year for sure okay all right interesting yeah all right seriously you let me know if you're if you're coming up i'll i i have a, a small extra bedroom
0: <laughs> oh
2: wow all right
0: james and i can meet it'll be like halfway ish <laughs> yeah <laughs> for me yeah all right um, um go ahead james
2: yeah well i mean I i guess um so you talked a little bit about like sort of the um, the tie in between like names and um, and like the either ingredients or like flavor profile or or other stuff but like are these just drinks that kind of were developed by you and or staff and then like you came up with names for them or were there any like uh, things where you were like backwards from something you wanted to tie into this or how does that work?
1: Um, no, this is actually my, my first themed menu. So the okay. theme came after the drinks, truly. Gotcha. Um, I, I sat there and I mean, I was meticulously rewatching, you know, a few episodes a night every time I came home from work because I kind of had the whole drink menu laid out and I was like, I need a name that's going to perfectly fit every cocktail. Uh, so to answer your question, no, the, the drinks were constructed first. Gotcha. Uh, oh, that's a good second. question.
2: And how long does it like take for you to develop, um, you know, I mean, this is a lot of drinks listed on this menu. I feel like, you know, a lot of times I'll go to a, like, uh, even like a cocktail bar will have a, you know, just like a, you know, five seasonal drinks at a time. So it's a pretty, seems like a pretty involved process to be coming up with these. So I'm also just curious, like, you know, how long, how much time goes into building this out?
1: Uh, generally about a month. Um, I will, a, a standard menu cycle is about, you know, three months or so. So month one is all about coasting and making sure we, what we have is working. We can continue to sustain and we'll be able to get product in because we, we live in a wonderful state that where the government controls every drop of alcohol that comes in. So as far as availability of products, it can kind of be a crapshoot sometimes. So making sure we can source the product that we have on our menu. Uh, month two is all about just checking consistency, making sure we're still giving the product that we have presented the first time. And then that third month is where I kind of turn, turn my eye and I'm on to the next. And that's all new development. Uh, and, and that's the fun part.
2: Yeah, I mean, I bet I feel like, well, like you were saying, there's a lot of like, um, like, special, uh, like infusion and and kind of that kind of stuff that, like, I would imagine. I'm sure you have sort of like, you know, processes that you uh, that you use, but that you're kind of like experimenting with how, uh, you know, if, for example, the parmesan thing is going to like work, but. Like, is that something where you're, like, trying like trying to get something to work and you have to, like, play around with, you know, uh, different combinations or different, like, stabilizers or things like that? Or, like, how, how much, like, trial and error comes in something like that?
1: Uh, a ton. And I, I think that's kind of the hard part and the fun part of everything, right? Um, I mean sometimes I I go up to the wire, just changing things and being like, it's not where I want it. It's not, it's not where, where it should be. Um, and to me, that's fun. I I enjoy the challenge of that. I mean, I get my ideas down on paper. Like, like I said, starting about a month in advance, but honestly, every once in a while, it's that it's that week in advance that I'm, it's like, it's crunch time. Like I've got to figure this out right now. I've got to spend three hours on this one drink today, (laughs) like trying to figure it out. Um, so between you know work and and even in my home like you can see all the bottles behind me uh a lot of that gets dumped down the drain at the end of the day because it's like it's not good enough and and i'm not just sitting around to you know to drink garbage all day and, and drink my failures i i want to get it right
2: mm-hmm. wow i mean yeah it's very very impressive and like um i don't know maybe uh I might need to uh, off air see if I can get some like detailed recipes for some of these in case I can't get there to try them because I'm very interested in in them.
1: Yeah, by all means.
2: Um, Is there uh, I know we're like running a little low. Is there any anything like you want to particularly mention or like about the restaurant or anything else that you'd like to like make sure gets uh, said?
1: I mean, you guys, you guys have covered it in depth. Like I really appreciate, you know, you having me on and, and plugging a little Greensboro North Carolina multiple times. Uh, it's just been, like I said, kind of my first theme venue and it was just really fun to put together and, uh, it's it's really cool to see this is exactly what I wanted out of it. Uh, I knew picking something that's kind of obscure and not something that everyone knows. Like, that's fun for me. It's like more inside jokes. Like I said, it's more fun when someone doesn't realize what they're ordering. It's funny. Um, and to the people that do recognize it, you know, it's, it's like an instant connection. Uh, I love when people come into the restaurant and, you know, they're instantly like, this is an i think you should leave menu and i'm like oh cool then we're already going to get along <laughs> it's great um so i you know just thank you for that I, I really appreciate it and it's been it's been fun to get this bit of exposure and uh please come come check out machete come check out little greensboro north carolina um i think it's uh it's an exceptional restaurant in this area and in all of north carolina Um uh, and it's it's a fun state to visit. Like I said, I still feel like a tourist after only living here for less than two years.
0: Yeah. And I want to thank you for coming on your, your descriptions. You have a real talent for describing and sort of, I guess, really conceiving these drinks. Um, Some of the stuff you explained there, it just kind of blew my mind. Um, And uh, I think, um, like it it really makes me understand the draw of some of these cocktails. Um, You know, I'm not really a cocktail drinker and I wanted to drink them and I'm, I'm, You know, if somebody is a cocktail drinker, um, the stuff you've conceived just sounds like legendary. So, um, I want to thank you. Um, and our, our listeners are aware we have this amazing clock that cuts off. So, um, so James, (laughs) I think we're gonna, um, say thank you to Kevin and, um, everybody should go check out if you're within a few hour radius of Greensboro, North Carolina, check out, um, Machete, um. James Beard Award nominee.
2: Yeah, definitely try to go there three times because triples is best, I think. Uh, (laughs) You were sitting on that one, James. Yes.
0: All right. Signing off, That's a Chunky. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. That's a Chunky has always been supported by the Etsy shop of Swayzine, S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. Uh, in the past, you've seen his amazing motivational posters, his um, At the Nighthawks Diner featuring characters from I Think You Should Leave. Uh, you also know his vintage jazz posters of Paul Bufano, Marcus the Worm Hicks, and Mookie Kramer. Um, Swayzeen has a ton of new items in his shop we wanted to let you guys know about. Um, those three jazz posters have been turned into Uh, attractive t-shirts, the Marcus Hicks in blue, the Mookie Kramer in green, Paul Bufano in white. He has a uh, very affordable uh, Bozo the Clown Clown Pewter sticker that you can put on your computer. Um, There is a Baby of the Year bib and onesie. Uh, He has Angels and Archways t-shirts, as well as uh, two new posters, one featuring dangerous nights, um, which is being framed and put on my wall and an amazing portrait of uh, Brian from the uh, hat sketch, the insider trading sketch. Um, But the whole point of me re-recording this ad Was to tell you about maybe the most innovative I think you should leave product I've seen in my time doing this podcast, which is actual Dan Flash's shirts. So this isn't like a t shirt that says Dan Flash on the front. This is a short or short sleeve polo or a long sleeve uh, collared shirt that has the pattern tim robinson is wearing in the dan flashes sketch uh, affordably placed at thirty dollars i know when i went um to the dan flashes stores at the creeks i spent eight hundred dollars out out the door and um didn't eat for a long time uh saving my per diem um, but if you go to etsy dot com slash shop slash swayzine again swayzine is s-w-a-y-z-i-n-e um you can own these shirts yourself um and we want to thank uh reggie from swayzine for his support of that's a chunky